own it, own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Welcome, happy Friday, y'all, to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad. Welcome to WWT Live Friday edition. We got a lot to talk about, and um, I, I don't think it's going to end until like 2023. So here we are. I am not alone. The woman with a thousand jobs. And probably it's going to be a thousand and one coming next week. I don't say probably thousand and one next week. We hope. LJ. No hoping. It just is. <laughs> Fair enough. LJ. Yeah, it's been a crazy. It's been a crazy summer in mm-hmm. news from WWE to AEW to everything going on. But ironically, my news isn't even about either of those things. It's about Impact Wrestling here today. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I mean, yeah, I'm excited. Um, obviously, we're heading into Bound for Glory season, the biggest pay per view for him. I would say the biggest pay per view for Impact Wrestling. But before we get that, we do have one stop at Victory Road, where Jordan Grace has a pick your poison match ahead of her as Masha Slamovich, who is her opponent for Bound for Glory. Jordan will be defending the Knockouts Championship after Masha won the number one contenders match a few weeks ago, defeating Deanna Perrazzo. Masha Slamovich now has the power to maybe get some momentum heading into Bound for Glory two weeks before on September 23rd. She will pick Jordan Grace's opponent. I don't believe the title is on the line. That would be kind of counterintuitive, but she just she does get to choose who will represent her and whose corner she will be in as Jordan Grace now defend, not defends, but she has a match against a mystery opponent of her choice. And I mean, we've seen Jordan and Masha really go at it the last few weeks. I mean, the crowd was mm-hmm. chanting even to Jordan that Masha's going to kill you. And Masha Slamovich has been on a roll since arriving to impact wrestling late last year. She ironically hasn't lost an impact since last year. Masha was the poison and Mickey James's pick your poison, uh, picking Masha Slamovich to face Deanna Perrazzo. So Masha's been pretty much undefeated for almost a full calendar year, which is insane. And I feel like this is really going to heat up their feud heading into Bound for Glory, which was about four weeks away now at this point. Yeah, it's. I feel like... Um... I mean, I know, I think we actually know we did. We interviewed Masha maybe like two years ago. We've interviewed her a couple of times, but then seeing her at NWA last year mm-hmm. was just kind of like, it just seemed like everything kind of clicked as far as character and everything like that. And I mean, I don't see her not taking it. And I also don't see Jordan being um, affected by it at, at all. Um, interesting question. So shout out to our people in the chat. JD, Nikki, Sammy, uh, JD, always with, with the with the good questions. AEW had a backstage brawl. UFC had a backstage brawl. Uh, Impact. I don't think Impact is going to go that direction. I just don't. 
I don't I don't I think don't, so. I, I mean, maybe they have and they've kept it under wraps, but I from what I hear, at least not within the women's sides of things, I don't think so. Um, I'm gonna be yes, Jose's here, uh, my good friend. I will actually be at Bound for Glory next month in Albany. Um, that's gonna be really, really exciting. Like you said, Masha's been on a roll, and I see her taking the championship too at Bound for Glory. She's literally been undefeated. Um since the only loss she had was against Deanna Peraza, which technically was before she got signed. So she's been undefeated since she got signed. So I don't see her momentum slowing down anytime soon. Yeah. I, I like I said, yeah, I definitely think she's going to, um, yeah. Long, I think Kane just sent me, I don't even know what shows. There's a couple of shows going to be in Vegas. So we're going to head over to that. Mm -hmm. I think Nikki is going to be, Y'all are really, I like the Friday chats. Nikki's going to be at a at a show, I think. Um, actually, sorry. Nikki said they did the recaps or their predictions for the next pay-per-view. Wow. I'm just trying to look through the, yes, here we go. The Salt Shaker. So we do have an impact after show. The Salt Shakers gave uh, their picks for uh, the picks on the poison last night. So definitely check that out. That is up on everywhere. So definitely uh, check that out. Um, so when... I think Masha's going to take it. What do you think her reign is going to look like? So I said this last week. Um, I think, yeah, it feels like forever ago. I truly, obviously, I think Masha is going to win. Jordan's going to get her rematch, like, probably within, like, two or three weeks after that. And then from there, I truly, I don't know if it would be right after, but I truly think at some point early in her reign, M Masha's going to turn her attention back to Mickey James as Mickey is on this last rodeo. And, like, ironically, like we said, M Masha was the poison in the Pick Your Poison match last year that Mickey James handpicked her to represent her in facing Deanna ahead mm -hmm. of Bound for Glory as Mickey wrestled Deanna. So I think it would kind of be a cool callback as now Masha's like character arc has obviously shifted since she first yeah. arrived in Impact last year. She's more of a heat monster heel and all of that. So I think it would be a cool kind of callback is Masha was Mickey's poison, hand-selected poison last year, and now she could possibly be the killer or the poison that ends Mickey James's career. So I think that would be an intriguing storyline. I don't know if it would be right away, but I do think somewhere maybe late this year, early January, maybe hard to kill, we get Masha and Mickey. Where we go after Jordan, mm. that whole thing ends. I don't know. Um, I think there's going to be Jordan, somebody in between them, and then Mickey. However, I don't know, but I really want to see Masha and Killer Kelly. Although they're both heels, I don't know how that I don't know how that would work. But at some point, I do hope we get that match too. I think Impact makes makes that like I I know what you're saying, but Impact has a way, especially yeah. with the women's division, of making yeah. making things work. True. Um, but we are not alone. Blue is in the building. How are you doing? Hey, ladies. Hello. Say, Hello, ladies. Hello. Wow. Okay. That's what we're doing on a Friday. I like it. I like it. Don't go to Venus. Minus the towel. There you go. <laughs> uh, what do you have for us today? Uh, today, we're going to talk about this guy named Bobby Fish uh, who wanted to call out CM Punk. Um, on social media He's been calling out to CM Punk on social media For the past couple of weeks Like a week before his release So everybody kind of knew what was coming from that um, Nobody really knows what his gripe is with CM Punk But allegedly or apparently to him He didn't feel like he should have lost to CM Punk Because he's a real MMA fighter And CM Punk didn't really win in his matches And um, 
Yeah, that was like that clip of him <laughs> kicking out at literally three point two seconds. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw I, I that today. That. I remember <laughs> when it happened. I was like, "What is this? What is he kicking out for? Like, you down? Like, this is about to be the future champion. We trying to look strong. Like, what are to you be doing? fair, Punk took like ten seconds from when he hit the GTS. He was just laying there to roll over and cover right. Bobby Fish. Right. But I mean, Bobby Fish also doesn't even look like Bobby Fish. You saw the oh. recent pictures. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He looks like he looks like Grandpa mm. Fish. <laughs> um, but I feel like what a lot of people forget about with Bobby Fish is that he probably doesn't like the stances that punk take in society in terms of like women's rights and mm-hmm. just human rights and you know Black Lives Matters and things like that. So I'm pretty sure that kind of plays into the part where he probably got clowned when he went back to his homies at Q9 about losing to punk. <laughs> so. I just thought that was like it was interesting when it comes to, to Bobby Fish. Cause out of everybody that you wanted to take shots at, and all the people that you lost to in your career, this was your problem. Well, I mean, I, I mean, there's a lot he, of news happening. Yeah, so he I, called I them like, some um, word yeah. we can't repeat on here, but I right. see you next Tuesday, um, <laughs> which I thought was just wild. Yeah, I think he's just capitalizing. I mean, pretty much, you know, we can all separately say something crazy about CM Punk if we yeah. wanted to on our on our Twitter and people yeah. will take that and run with it just because that's the way, you know, media, not media, society and social media is set up right now. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe Grandpa Fish is hoping for, you know, an opportunity somewhere. I, I don't, I don't know. Opportunity or what? Like. Did you not see when um when Punk first got hurt for throwing that kick when he when he sold that that hurt um that injury to uh, Moxley when he lost the title? Fish was on Twitter talking about see this is a rookie's kick a rookie's kick and this is not how an MMA fighter should throw a kick and this is why you got hurt and I'm like bro like what happened? <laughs> Can I read his quotes that he said in in this interview? Because yes, please, I mean, please. I will I will not I'll bleep out obviously the one thing, but um, basically he was saying that he made an invitation for Punk to fight him, and he said Phil is not a bad pro wrestler, but what Phil is not is a martial artist. Obviously, people know that M Punk tried that MMA route didn't work out. Bobby Fish continued saying, "I've been doing martial arts since I was eight years old, so I take a lot of pride in it. It's something that I'll do." until the day I die. There are other people within pro wrestling, Brian Danielson, Kyle O'Reilly, people that train and that put it put that into their pro wrestling. You do that because pro wrestling is made up in a way that we get to bring a little piece of ourselves and add to it what we do because so many other valuables are controlled. You can paint with whatever color you want. Choose a color that you have in your toolbox. If you don't have blue, you're not painting with blue. CM Punk is not a martial artist. He went on pay-per-view and showed the world that he's not a martial artist. Go out, tackle, drop down, leapfrog, give it give it again. All good. In that lane, he has talent. When it comes to martial arts, you're insulting the audience's intelligence because we're supposed to be creating an atmosphere where you suspend your disbelief. It's insulting for you as one of my co-workers or peers as a martial artist you're asking me to go out and sell and put over your bunk ass martial arts it's insulting to the audience it's insulting to me and then he went on to um call him to see you next tuesday um but yeah ironically like bobby fish yeah he put his shoulders down but he also kicked out at literally 3.2 seconds <laughs> literally as the ref was pinning him it's so just... he wants to believe that you know <sighs> That because he's a martial artist, that 
he shouldn't have lost to Punk. <laughs> I'm confused. Like, is he mad at Punk? You, like, I I don't know. So he wanted to lose the basic punches and kicks. <laughs> like, I'm I trying guess. to understand this. I'm really I, trying to understand yeah. this. I have no answer, but as somebody that I think may have some type of answer. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Gang, gang. What up, everybody? What up, Why is your camera so blurry? It's blurry? Really? I mean, my life's been blurry. So, And I think a hurricane, uh, my cousin, Hurricane, not Kane McCoy, is about to hit Helps? this area because it got real dark. Uh, what's up with that? You know what I mean? Wait, what? That, that that's how I feel about the weather I don't know what as he's of late. Either. As of late, no, like 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 the weather's been crazy. So no, I just got here. Respect me. You haven't Sorry, been guys. Here one minute, guys. It's it, it, it's been a lot. Uh, between Drew lo- losing that cash at the castle, and you know it was such a bad result that even the queen couldn't take it. She was like, oh. My queen. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you, how did you tie yeah. that all together? Yeah. Yeah. We, we're all just hurting at the result. doesn't deserve a womp womp. That was actually pretty good, Kane. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ha, it was cheers, impressive, cheers. but how you, how you tied it together was like, <laughs> how did you <laughs> bring? I mean, it broke her heart. Wrestling news on It Friday. broke her heart, y'all. It was, it was crazy out here. But look, uh, speaking of broken hearts, it's clear that Bobby Fish has a bone to pick with CM Punk because my man has been more Bobby Saltfish as of late. I don't know where this is coming from. Again, it seems like with these elite people that they're throwing stones but hiding hands, you know? This whole thing with CM Punk in the first place is because Hangman Page went off script and said what he said in his promo, and Punk's just been responding to it and doing whatever. And then again, Bobby Fish's quarrels with CM Punk. We got videotape. We got footage. Like, we seen you kick out. Like, we seen you kick out at 3.2, 3.3 seconds. You didn't sell. And also, what's Bobby Fish's MMA record? Has Bobby Fish ever, like, fought in the UFC? Oh, that's right. No, he has not. (laughs) So it seems like there's a little um, hate. I didn't know a hate fish was a species. Uh, I guess the salt fish is, and Bobby Fish is salty, that maybe CM Punk's career has been what he's wanted his MMA career to be. So I, I, I think it's really whack. I know somehow, some way, with everybody's pooping on CM Punk this week, Bobby Fish has been able to, like, alleviate all of that, and everyone's kind of like, Bobby Fish, who is you? Who is you? And, you know, That's we've been crazy. we can't recognize him, Kane. Yeah. <laughs> who, who are you? What guy are you? Like, you're saying that, you know, you could have had the Red Dragon thing popping at AEW. Like, like, are you mad you couldn't get yourself over? Are you going to blame other people? And we enjoy Bobby Fish. I enjoy Bobby Fish. Nice. We committed him. We said that maybe he could have been the guy that attacked Roderick Strong Sunday at Worlds Collide, setting up a possible faction with him and Damon Kemp. And, you know, but I don't know if this interview is going to go over swimmingly with everybody at WWE. Wow. Oh, if you call that, wow. like the you know, punk stance on human rights and women's rights and all everybody having rights. His QAnon homies don't like that. He don't like that. Alleged. It's not a legend. It's on his Instagram. Like they have they have meetings every Tuesday. Because they're wearing a mask. Like Yeah. Very uh very Drake Works vibes. Right. we're getting here. It's funny because he probably that's what I said. I said he left AEW trying to help Drake in his uh current run for politicians. <laughs> well, well, if 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 all else fails, then with Braun Strowman back at WWE, Bobby Fish can control his narrative and maybe wrestle elsewhere. 
So, you know, we oh see what God. goes on there with that. Not this again. What else? Uh, He's not wrong, Blue. You never know. <sighs> you never know. You're right. <laughs> I mean, EC3 needs some help, right? Everybody left him. <laughs> exactly, everyone's out. So you know, there, there, there's always that for you, Bobby Finch. You, uh, you can get cooking. Uh, speaking of things going swimmingly well, TK, we're gonna have to open up the not box. Okay, we're gonna have to open up the box. Yeah. This one, my, yeah, yeah. this one, my, this one, my improv comes out. My, my second city, take the box, open the box, and reveal Naomi and Sasha Banks. Yes, we get to say these names back here on WWT Live as they have been everywhere except the WWE ring as of late. Mercedes. Trinity and Mercedes have been out with uh, uh, Thaddeus. That's Titus O'Neil. They're at baseball mm -hmm. games, hanging out, having a good old time. They're at concerts. And they're also may not be, you know, running the ropes or hitting the mats, but they are hitting the runway at New York Fashion Week. How about this? Serving looks iconic. Fat. I stand real boss behavior. <laughs> uh, there was posted on their social media pages. There you see them right there. Look at just... Do we have the video of Sasha walking at New York Fashion Week? I'm trying to pull absolutely it. Absolutely amazing. Right, yeah. She is serving. She was built for this. I thoroughly enjoy it. So, uh, and Naomi was there too. They were at the baseball games at Yankee Stadium with Bailey, who was also there. Um, and they were at the uh, She-Hawk TV premiere back in August. Mm -hmm. So we've so we've seen them everywhere. Of course, Triple H spoke on the interview with Ariel Helwani that came out last week. Again, it's a must-watch. It's an hour-long. Takes time to watch it. That time will tell when it talks about a Sasha Banks return. But for now, we're seeing her everywhere. But we hope to see her in a WWE ring soon. I mean, I think we're definitely going to see Naomi before we see Sasha and or they might come together. But again, we don't even though we took them out of the box, I don't want to get into the, the, the rabbit hole of everything. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's I, I think it's I think Naomi's definitely a, a possibility sooner than later. Yeah. And I think this goes to show that Naomi and Sasha Banks, they transcend wrestling. It's something that we've always said. Yeah. Four on the floor, floor, four on the floor. Hey, uh, you know, but like baddie walking out here. Take that, Jade Cargill. Look at these baddies. Uh, that's popping. Who is, is that supposed to be Adam Rose right there? Anyway, uh, it was Adam Rose. <laughs> what you been up to? But it shows that Sasha and Naomi transcends professional wrestling. I don't think we've ever seen a WWE diva or wrestler or whatever the title may be, a, a woman employ a wrestler for wwe hit, hit the runway like that remember, that's like amazing and remember, i was gonna say you remember everybody was coming at sasha saying that she dragged uh trinity with her on this walkout and if you if you look at it for the past month or so uh, mercedes has made sure that trinity stayed together or trinity made sure mercedes stayed they, overall yeah. they stayed together yeah. these past couple of months and making sure they hit everything together and yeah uplift each other i ordeal I enjoy the presentation because people are going to try. Because remember, the whole thing was, well, Naomi didn't really want to leave and she had to yeah. be convinced by Sasha Banks. Well, this says differently. They're hanging out. They're tag team champions in the ring. They're tag team champion models outside doing a thizzle. So, like, this shows that, like, you know, they really would they besties in Teslas, as the uh, streets say. I don't know if they have matching Teslas. So I don't know if they confirm that, but most likely the way that would be chick. But uh, I think Nikki posted that uh, 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 Sasha ate. I mean, like, love Sasha, but they only ate. Absolutely. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Like when I saw Naomi, I was like on the low I'm speed. Trying to look for Naomi's walk. I can't find I will it. fight an Uso for Naomi. I will absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll forget which one she married to, but I need to sit at that table with Naomi. I'm sorry. I will all fight for it. All you have to do is go to Canada. <laughs> Meet me outside of the United States, Uso brothers, and we can settle this. And then just stand in the ring for a 10 count. That's right. I like that. I like that. Just stand in the ring and tell the ref to start the count to see which one comes out. So meet me in Canada or the UK. And uh, you have to also remember Naomi was uh, as a former dancer too. And that I think that really transitions yeah. into so walking and like all that stuff. So yeah, I definitely, um, the little bits I did see like amazing, but kudos kudos to them yeah this week they look like they're having fun they were all they are the life and Living then life. ended off yeah ended off at fashion week and who else knows what else is happening in the next couple of weeks so yeah <laughs> what else do i you think have my for us? i think my computer just froze did my computer freeze no Okay, yeah, we were, we were standing so much that I just was like, I, I just saw me looking like, because hmm, it's clearly, I was still shocked off of Sasha and Naomi. Uh, listen, speaking of shocking, we had AEW All Out. Remember that there was an actual pay-per-view that took place before the meeting really? scrub. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was about five to six hours of our lives that we'll never get back. Uh, and there were reports that... From our, our, our post show. Exactly, exactly. As the scrum was going on, exactly. Um, listen, AEW, it came out. The numbers came out. that They did about between 135,000 to 142,000 pay-per-view buys. And the number is down from last year's company best 205,000 buys for All Out, which I thought was an interesting number. And it's something that we spoke about uh, during the preview of the show, the fact that the card was just kind of put together and thrown together and there was no big wonders remember last year we were running for all out will adam cole show up will brian danielson show up mm -hmm. you know what what exactly happened of course the main event was what omega and page mm -hmm. not yet no that was not, full gear that was full gear but omega was in the title match uh, yeah. and of course, he uh, and he ended up retaining, and we all remember that awesome promo where the lights come out, and then Adam Cole comes out. So that was a very interesting pay per view compared to this year, where exactly uh, it was K it was Christian. That's right, it was Christian Cage. Wow, what what a difference between all outs for Christian. But uh, I think with that, with the matches being together, uh, 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 we kind of saw the result of that. I think it was also a combination of less people buy. Like, nobody who really buys pay-per-views. I know most of the people that watched it on our end was, like, either streaming or doing house. And then, uh, too, they also do a lot of these theater uh, yeah. showings as well. That, that takes away from your buy because when you fill up, a mo like, a few movie theaters, you lose it out on the buy from there as well. But, again, like, this is why WWE went the way they went in terms of the network and how they do their premium live events because nobody's really buying these things anymore. You're actually Not individually, spend, yeah. Not individually, definitely. You got bars that's showing them and things of that nature. And, like, you're asking somebody to spend $45, $50 on that. Nobody's really spending it on that. Like, there's, like, website links that you can watch it on. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I, I don't really buy it. Allegedly. Allegedly. Never heard of them. Never watched them. So, I don't really buy into the numbers anymore when it comes to like that and when it comes to ratings because who's really watching things anymore? 
Well, I mean, it can't go both ways because remember, all out. I mean, AEW fanboys, they were screaming, "Look at the numbers! Look at the numbers! WWE, you're dying. We're the best. AEW for life." And then we see this difference, and I think that we were all kind of worn out. I mean, where was the excitement for All Out? We just saw your main event happen on free TV. Uh, they kind of, you know, this is what we feared. Uh, they WCW themselves as far as, you know, the main event, the blood feud we wanted to see ended up being a squash. And then the actual match on pay-per-view wasn't that much better. <laughs> it was I the same it. match, but longer, you know what I mean? And we saw that Punk, you know, injured himself in that. You, you blue, you you really like that between punk yeah, and uh, Moxley? I enjoyed the match. I, 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 I think what hurt the pay per view the most was a, a lot of um, unnecessary matches that killed the yes. vibe of the night. Way like, too long. You would have like fire matches and then you have a throwaway match like the six man tag between Wardlow and FTR. Um, a- and then a match that shouldn't have ones. been a throwaway like Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. Which was short as heck, which should have gotten mm-hmm. more time. But yeah, I but, digress. But Christian Cage is hurt and yeah. shouldn't have been in the ring in the first place. <laughs> like, that's what I'm yeah. That should have been on the card. So I mean, Starks and Hobbs that could was kind of like the one It was like, oh, yeah, you know, that, that was shorter. That was interesting. So hopefully with the reset that AEW is doing, um, they can kind of go back to what they were. We didn't really have a time to review Dynamite on Thursday as we come on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. But I thought this, I thought the past episode of Dynamite felt like kind of early AEW a little bit. Like reset. it felt, yeah, it felt refreshing the way it went. I thought the first 20 minutes, they kind of, Got everything out the way, kind of explained what went down without naming names. Promos. And, I do like those then, promos. Those promos were good. I was there live. It was. I, oh, you were there. That's right. Yes. Your hood. MJF really threw us for a loop. We were like, what is happening? Yeah. When he comes mm-hmm. out in a Josh Allen jersey and he, and he shows up throwing a baby face promo. We were like, what is happening? And then obviously it ended up being like a curveball. Yeah. But I'm yeah. glad that they got the uh, Tony Khan announcements out of the way, like the the tournament, the trios, tag team champions being crowned. You got Mox um, um, and all of that. Yes, 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 I was there. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we we all know that Ella J really wasn't there as much for AEW as she was to see West Side Gun, her favorite rapper, Griselda. Boom, 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 boom. So fourth rope, that's what we really, you know, it's okay. I, I stand for that when he came out with uh, Daniel Garcia. So shouts to West Side Gun. Exactly. Interaction between West Side Gun and Denhausen. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Gunhausen. That's exactly. I'm so happy he was able to finally get acknowledged after being in numerous crowd shots between NXT, Raw, SmackDown, and, and, and Rampage and Dynamite. Yeah. So, shouts to Westside Gun. Gunhausen should be future AEW tag champions. They should make them <laughs> AEW tag champions. Put the straps well, on. But we're going to see what happens. Uh, I was going to say, LF like. And Blue have to leave. Oh, see you guys later. Well, let them say we're. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, He's oh, like, y'all want to leave? I got nervous. Sorry, y'all. Uh, Blue, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Blue Magic Grind, Spell High Sound. Also at the Mixed Tag Show. Shout out to my co host, Miss Jenna Baby, B A Y B E. Uh, we should be shooting our next episode in a week or so, so we'll have a new episode coming up. Also, follow for your wear F O R U R W A R. Suggest me a favorite podcast merchandise, including the Wrestling Talk podcast and a few and others. And Creep Squad. And Creep Squad. Um, they just dropped shirts and hoodies. 
Um, a mm-hmm. lot of wrestlers are starting to drop their shirts and hoodies, and now nice. a promotion with Fight Club joining us as well. So nice. we're, bu- we're building the community pretty good. So head over there and, and cop some merch. Also, I dropped a uh, nice. History Belt Maker uh, merch where we featured Sasha versus Bailey at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, and we did The Rock versus Steve Austin at WrestleMania. So check out those merch as well. Okay. Well, thank you, Blue. We'll see you next week. Have a good, Have a good weekend. weekend, guys. See you Monday. Yes, sir. See ya, see ya. And then Ella J, where can everybody find you? You can find me where it says right here at it's Ella J on Twitter. I just had um, a new interview where I guested with Content with Creation that just released today with my good friend Jose. Um, and if you go to the link tree in my bio, you can find all my links to all that fun stuff. And it's going to be a crazy, well, it's been a crazy year in wrestling. And I feel like it's j- only just revving up. It is only. So hopefully uh, next week when Ella joins us, she'll have some good news for us. Telling us some good things, but thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next week with some Mickey James. Oh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Came a toy, came a toy. Well, I'm clearly tired, as I'm sure you are. What else do we have? As you guys know, we are indeed working on a women's wrestling talk live, came a toy action figure. Yeah, um, we're trying to get everything right now. So Hasbro, Mattel, if anybody wants to make that happen, then please make that happen. It, and it comes with its own WWE credit card. It just you just swipe ho- however you like. Uh, wow. <laughs> this is Women's Wrestling Talk Live. And live tonight, actually, we have another episode of WWE SmackDown. I think McAfee will be on this one, or maybe this one will be the first one without Pat McAfee, who, as we know, will now be hosting as an analyst on College Game Day on ESPN. So Fox mm-hmm. was like, eh, we'll let you go do that. I know WWE kind of went out and was like, hey, go ahead do your thing. But I'm sure Fox was like, yeah, we have the big noon kickoff. We don't want the yeah, ESPN guy. And, and I'm sure ESPN was like, well, we don't want our guy talking about the big kickoff. But what is going to happen is tonight we are going to see the return of Lacey Evans. We have a big update on Lacey Evans. Is she a face? Is she a heel? Is she just kind of there? Well, now we know that she's going to be involved in a fatal five-way elimination match to determine the next challenger for Liv Morgan's SmackDown Women's Championship. Also scheduled to be in the match will be former champions Ronda Rousey uh, and Natalia, Sonya Deville, and Zia Lee. Or was it Zia Lee? I always botch her name. Zia Lee, yeah. Yeah, but she needs some protection for her gimmick because, whoo, that thing is kind of all over the place right now. She protects, but then she kind of bullies. What's going on with that? But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's set to be, is she going to return as a heel or return as a face? Now, Fightful Select was told that she was medically sidelined, but no further details was given. We last saw her uh, on TV, I think, in, like, early July, but we uh, she last performed since July 17th. She was an untelevised six-woman tag doing one of the Sunday stunners. Look, this would be her first appearance post Vince McMahon. Obviously, she was a big Vince McMahon character. Vince McMahon almost tried to book her return as a female Sergeant Slaughter slash Hulk Hogan gimmick sometimes. But then it Mm -hmm. became like the Iraqi sympathizer Sergeant Slaughter gimmick for a little bit. Listen, she was at her apex at her best when she was the sassy Southern Belle. Like, we liked her as that. that. 
Her finisher mm-hmm. move was called the woman's right. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Now, of course, we know that she was in the Marines and she was, she was, uh, uh, you know, which is a given in, in itself. Yeah, but it's kind of like, like do we have to roll with that? I mean, Road Dog was a Marine. He would have a Marine gimmick. Uh, Bobby Lashley was in the Army. He doesn't have an Army gimmick. Those things can be bought up. Same thing with Montez Ford. Montez Ford was in the Army. He doesn't have an Army gimmick. Hell, I was in the Navy, and I don't come up here swimming and swabbing the deck every day on WWT Live. So, anchors away, my boy. But either way, I think they have to reset her character. And don't be afraid to go back to what worked. And that was the Sassy Bell gimmick, which she developed where? NXT. Under yep. whom? Triple H. Triple H. So I think with mm-hmm. her return tonight, she might go back to that Sassy Bell gimmick. Maybe they could Southern Bell gimmick. Maybe they could do a, I tried to serve y'all, but you nasties don't want to do anything. I mean, the gimmick was over. Remember, she got pulled over and like in gimmick and like got, got the ticket in Canada. And like got heat, like nuclear heat for like talking trash about Canada and tickets. I remember that. I mean, the gimmick was working, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even with the whole questions whether or not Ric Flair was her baby daddy, which of course, you know, she was involved in the gimmick with Ric Flair, kind of like the shitty daddy situation (laughs) with Charlotte. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And I wanted to see that payoff so much. I thought her and Charlotte would have been great at Mania. Um, of course, she got pregnant with her beautiful second child, so they kind of had a, a reset to have her come back. But you know, like we seen what we seen, and I think under Vince, Vince will I just forget what we saw. But I think with Triple H, she's acknowledging that universe. She's acknowledging that, and I think with Triple H, they are going to acknowledge that. Um, <laughs> Rick, that's why Rick had to do his last match so he, so he can get y'all support. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, of course, Nikki, that, that that was the rumor. She was going to have the big WrestleMania moment and, and kind of become like the next gal. So I hope mm-hmm. that we, we can reset this. I would love to see a, a, a Lacey Evans feud. Unfortunately, with this five-way, it just looks like Ronda Rousey's going to beat all their asses. So, Which uh, is a good question from JD. Um, so real question, is Ronda, is Rousey, Ronda Rousey actually uh, drawing money for WWE? Um, what do you think? I think that... The casuals, the UFC people, don't respect WWE enough to care. And I think the hardcore fans are kind of like, well, her promo sucks. She isn't that good. She isn't that exciting. No one wants to see her. So I think they're stuck in this purgatory with Ronda and as far as what to do with her. They want her to be a babyface, but Mm -hmm. she's a badass. She was in UFC. We want to see her destroy people. And I think after kind of seeing the character and after her time off for the last two years, the way she was talking about professional wrestling and its fans and whatnot to just simply come back and be hot shotted into the championship picture. You know, a lot of people are going to respect that. And I think we're seeing the results of that. Yeah. I think with UFC fans, the, the, the time of Ronda and how she was built in UFC, which they, I mean, you know, that was, that was not scripted. But the the time with Rhonda and um, everything, it was she was one of one of a kind. Like, does anybody name who, who the UFC the women's UFC champion is now? Like, it, it's just one of those things where um, even though how she kind of got out of the business was wasn't a great thing for her career, she's still remembered as Ronda Rousey. Like, nobody actually talks about the other women who actually beat her. Um, so now, well, Holly Holm around, yeah, but. Holly Holmes, and then you have uh, was it Misha Tate who beat her? 
Uh, Misha Tate never beat her, but it was uh, Amanda, 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 um, Amanda uh, uh, Nunez. Yes, Amanda Nunez is like literally is the one that like knocked her out and got her up out of there. <laughs> right. That I it. think that was the last. Uh, that was the that was the last time. But then we have Ronda yeah. come the first time around. Everybody was making this hurrah. Then she left. She had her baby. I think the second time around, um, it's it's not. I think mainstream media is like, okay, this is cute, but we're not going to commit to the weekly the weekly wear like grind of it. So um, yeah. long story short, I don't think she's really drawing money, but I don't think she's losing money either. Um, it, you know, it is, it, it, it just, it just doesn't hit the same. It doesn't hit the same because again, when we last saw her, it was the weird pin in the WrestleMania triple threat between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, where we got Becky two buck, uh, two, uh, two belts. And then she returns as a face and it's like, we we seen your tweets. We seen what you've been saying about wrestling for the last two years. So how are you just going to return as a face? And she eliminates Shotzi, who the IWC loved at the time, and it was rooting for. And then she eliminates Charlotte Flair, which again, Charlotte being in the Rumble was kind of even weird as as SmackDown mm-hmm. Women's Champion to eliminate a champion and not even become the champion. And of course, she loses at WrestleMania. So that kind of took the luster off, but then she wins it at WrestleMania Backlash, and every, she gets this kind of ho hum type of run, and the ho hum run has kind of extended to uh, Liv Morgan. I think it would have been hotter if Liv beat Charlotte, you know. So you know that's why I say like Charlotte's the queen, mm. you know, because say what you want about Where's Charlotte, but <laughs> when Charlotte, but when Charlotte carries that title, it's different. You know what I mean? And I think we're starting to see that between Ronda and Liv. And, of course, it's going to lead back to Liv and Ronda. And it's like, does anybody really want to see that? We've seen it. And, obviously, they keep hyping up that Liv Morgan is the only woman to beat uh, Ronda Rousey, which means that in their next one-on-one, Rousey's going to go over <laughs> and, and beat Liv for the championship. So it kind of yeah, just going to play hot saw. potato. Yeah, I think we all, we all saw that coming. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised. Um, you know, I, I don't know what, I mean, what can Liv do? I don't know. Sammy's in the chat. What can Liv do? Like, should she change her character or because she is trying to do that underdog character, but it's not quite working for her. Like it, it's yeah. not really like believable. The underdog champion gimmick is always bad. We saw how they did it with Kofi as WWE champion. If you're a champion, you're not an underdog. Like you're the king and queen of this, like you're running, like so the overcome all odds. Yes, indeed. Sorry if I didn't mention twice, but Liv Morgan's the only woman to beat Ronda Rousey twice, correct? Uh, and it's one of those situations. Uh, one on one, by the way. Don't forget one on one. Uh, because Becky beat her uh in the triple threat and Charlotte beat her once in the uh match at Mania. Uh, but uh to that point, uh what was I saying? Oh shoot. <laughs> well, that's talking about well, uh, Liv. It's trying to, with Liv, what Nikki is saying, like everybody wanted uh, Liv to win, and now that she has it, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, because because the under because sometimes the chase is better than the actual reign. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think they've been booking Liv as this. Oh shucks, I deserve this. I'm just happy to be here, champion. It's like, no, you're the champion. You should be dominating people and and like defeating people and beating people. And we kind of see these similar reigns. How Britt Baker was booked to a it's AEW Women's Champion, and how we're seeing Liv Morgan. I mean, how we saw Charlotte book. They were dominant 
champions. And the night, Casey, you read my mom, brother. And that night where Liv kind of went off the cuff and dropped the S-bomb and, you, you know, yeah, I'm on my, I said, that should have been a night right there when Creative was like, you know what, bro? We're going to turn her heel. Like, we're, we're just going to do it because, like, the all-shucks champion, um, you, you know, no, that's whack. You're a champion. You shouldn't be mm-hmm. just happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you dominate and just be like, hey, look, you guys are booing me. You guys don't know what you want from me. You cheer me, then you boo me when I'm champion. You know what? You only live once. F you all. Boom. And now you can have her can as a heel champion. Can she pull that off, though? I think she could. I, th- I think Liv could. I I, I think uh, with with her her gimmick being so easily booed now, <laughs> it's one of those situations where it's just like, all right, well, we're going to roll with this, so we're going to make it happen. And let's remember, Riot Squad was heels, yeah? Like, Riot Squad kind of had, like, a badass, anti-authority, like, F-the-man type of thing. So we've seen her right. in um, this position before, so it, 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 but it wouldn't be, like, different. She was still kind of, like... I guess a nice mean girl in Riot Squad. Like she wasn't like she wasn't the one. You know what I'm saying? Like she wasn't like the 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 head, the head mean girl in charge. It's the head that you really met you, you that you have oh, to yeah. really, um the uh, HMGIC. Um, That's right. The HMGIC. But it should be a, it should be a very exciting SmackDown. We're going to get some clarity on the championship. It, it feels like the SmackDown women's title feels a little cloudy, a little murky at the moment. So hopefully mm-hmm. we get some established who's going to be the face, who's going to be the heel. And that's what they have to figure out with Ronda Rousey. Because last week we saw her attack um, Adam Page. Not Adam Page, Adam Pierce. I was like, wait. Uh, what? I was like, I mean, Whoa. yeah, yeah. I was like, what, what, what universe this happened in? Uh, one of the made up Twitter wrestling universes. She attacked Adam Page, and I did it again. Adam Pierce, and everybody like cheered her for beating up authority, you know. And it's kind of like you guys got this McMahon Austin thing going on, kind of. But also, it looks silly because like Hangman, it's Hangman, Scrapman. Scrapman Adam Page is a Adam Pierce Adam AP okay is is a former NWA World Champion and, and it's kind of like mm-hmm. that looks a little silly you know Adam Pierce cowering to Ronda Rousey and all that so I think the SmackDown Women's roster is, is a little murky at the moment but tonight with this five way they have a chance to kind of like reset and establish what's going down Liv needs a strong uh heel challenger that's going to get booze and get natural heat so. Uh, maybe it could be Sonya Deville. She needs a good, yeah. good, good imp. Yeah, and and I uh, I think Nikki is right. I mean, obviously Charlotte's on her vacation, but you, no doubt when Charlotte comes back, it's gonna go back on her for uh, I don't know where are we at, Nikki? Yeah. The eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth time. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of but those it- things where. It draws though. I mean, it's draw, but like again, there is a noticeable drop off in the way it's being booked, in the way it's being presented, in the matches and everything. It's just, it's just noticeable without Charlotte there. That's just, yeah, actual factual, man. Actual factual. It is what it is. Uh, speaking of well, the former really right squad. Too. There's no stars on SmackDown, but Casey had a really good point, too. There's no stars on SmackDown, but doesn't mean that they can't try and make stars. I've been saying this for years. Um, It's it's storytelling and and proper booking, you know, just like Harry's saying, probably booking with with Liv Morgan. Um, I just feel like 
with the women, they don't really do that as well. Um, you know, some women have it and the, the writing's on the wall and it's very simple. And then some women, um, you know, you have to create something. Um, so, you know, but going back to the former Riot Squad, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ruby Soho, the former Ruby Riot and the name of the Riot Squad. I, she was reportedly injured at AEW All Out as well as Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order. Uh, Dave Meltzer, Uncle Dave of the Wrestling Observer News that reports that during a mixed tag match with Ortiz, they took on those two. We're going to say their name. God, let's box them up. Uh, she suffered a broken nose in the match. Uh, and then Alex Reynolds, who teamed with Hammond, Adam Page, and John Silver against the elite Omega and the Young Bucks for the trios champs, was reportedly seen on crutches backstage. So, um, Soho, Ruby's kind of been dealing with like some, some like the injury bug uh, as of late. So, Hopefully we can get well soon. Ruby Soho has just had a very, what's the word I'm looking for? Interesting run. Yeah. I don't know what the right word is. Interesting. You make this big deal. Like imagine Kane, you're in radio, yeah. you're in a radio station. You get, you get signed to the, to, to a company that you like, I am here and they make a big deal. They have balloons. You walk in, like you have yeah. assistance, all this other stuff. And then you yeah. walk in the next day and that, is gone you're gonna be yeah. like what what what, yeah. is, what, is, what is happening it, it doesn't for the for the the pop she got last year this time to what it at is all now out and how and, and you know it just kind of it, it it doesn't make sense and i don't know if it's partly because of the injuries or it's more the booking i think it's way more the booking than anything else um Casey's also right with Athena, but think of Athena got a pop, but not as Ruby was a, just because of the time that she came and the music yeah. and everybody was talking about it. And she was doing interviews. Hell, we did an interview with her, I think either right after or right before, something like that. So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, Nikki, Nikki has a word for it, a terrible run. <laughs> you know, hopefully maybe they'll with everything that's happened backstage, which thankfully the women weren't a part of, could you imagine? Um, you know, there, there'll be more consideration with writing for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So get well soon to Ruby Soho, get well soon to uh, Alex Reynolds as well. So there we go, man. There we go. But what a week of professional wrestling that we have had. I mean, we said last week that this might be one of the biggest weeks in the last 20 years of wrestling. And it has definitely more than lived up to that. Uh, to think mm -hmm. that this time last week we were talking about Punk, you know, and Moxley, and we're going to have a whole new AEW world champion <laughs> uh, uh, that, you know, we talk about the trio titles and, you know, we'll like, we have a swerve and the Dark Order wins. And this following week, the Death Triangle, our AEW world trios champion. You know what I mean? So uh, it's definitely been an interesting week, TK. It has, and it's gonna be an inter in interesting couple months. Definitely, um, you know, some some other things coming down the pipe that I'm sure you guys will lose your mind over. Um, but other than that, that I mean, from the top of the week to now, it's just like okay, like this, you know. Hopefully, it's gonna be just steady, nothing crazy. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see, and we'll be here to talk about it. Um, with that being said, where can everybody find you, Mr. McCoy? Yeah. Follow me. Kane McCoy, C-A-I-N-M-C-C-O-Y. Or my and, book for my, uh, 
I was gonna say, or I might be on my burner account at Bobby Fish. You have a lot of burner accounts. Yeah, yeah. talking about just, just a lot of just a lot of stuff about CM Punk. That's why I'm drinking a Coca Cola because he's a Pepsi guy. So that's my protest. <laughs> Uh, so we have some comments coming in. Thank you guys in the chat. Shout out to Casey, Nikki, JD. Um, Nikki saying Nikki James' opponent at Victory Road possibly announced next week. Um, JD, what's crazy is WWE found themselves in a hole uh, centering the show around one guy. AEW's in the hole for centering uh, centering it on the wrong guy. Well, I mean, is um, WWE in a hole for centering it around one guy? Well, uh, I guess you're referring to Drew McIntyre, a Scottish dude, losing at a pay-per-view called Clash of the Castle. And then All Out, you know, CM Punk comes out with his scrum. I mean, I don't think All Out was all about Punk, even though it was in Chicago. They're just in Chicago all the time because Chicago is like their New York for WWE is. So uh, I think that absolutely. Like, like, I think we saw with Punk's first run that he's fragile and he can't be trusted. And we see again that his body's fragile. Excuse me. And I can't be trusted. So, you know, he's going to have a lot of time to enjoy Mindy's Bakery and all the muffins and all his lime water. And, of course, there's been rumors that he might not even come back. You know, this might be the end of punk, you know. And this and this was his big farewell to the company. Uh, a big F you on, on the way out. But, uh, you know, that could be it. So, yeah, he, he he's older than that, really. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's about legal action and this, that, and the third, and, and figuring out, like, come on, man. But do you think, so here's a alternate universe thing. If the scrum didn't happen the way it did, where do you think AEW would be now? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, the champions would still be the champions, etc. But do you think... Um, the fact that Tony Khan pretty had to had to like restart a hard restart on everything was better for AEW because of everything that happened from the scrum. Or do you think if everything didn't happen and everything was set as it is, would it be okay? Well, I think that I think it's one of those things in hindsight where it wouldn't even matter because Punk was injured, <laughs> so he's hurt. So either what. Well, so either without the scrum, he would have been done because of his triceps injury. That's what they're saying is uh, torn about it. So I uh, I thought that was interesting. And, of course, this came out that uh, MJF is a neutral witness in the investigation <laughs> that is taking that. place. So MJF saw what Those happened. Those reports Listen, I can't. I've been saying the whole time they need to release the Brandon Cutler footage. I know Cutler was back there with his hairspray and his camera. <laughs> that thing's always on, so we need to see what's going on with that. But um, third-party investigation, this is really coming down the wire. Uh, <laughs> listen, he did a top-rope dive, and I guess <laughs> that was it. Something you happened. Know? Something happened. Like, when you're that age, and I guess I don't know if you're stretching or doing whatever. But, uh, yeah, so MJF apparently saw what happened, so they're going to investigate. Listen, I don't, you know... Is it a work, work shoot, whatever it is? There's a lot of things going on, and they could be feeding us and, and to see what's going on. But truth of the matter is, Punk is injured. That's, you mm -hmm. know, at least that's not going to take the title off him. But they said that he's injured. They took the title off him, and they took the titles, all, all the trios off of Kenny and them. So, you know, it's just that these storylines were so huge, and we're going to carry them into 
at least full gear. I mean, Grand Slam and full gear. Uh, and now they have to like reset everything. So I really enjoy, by the way, how Tony Khan's announcement was via tape. He didn't do it like live. It looked really weird too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It looked very like he was reading, he was reading teleprompter, but he was just trying to get it out. Like this is what we're doing. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to engage with the fans. This is what it is. You see it. See what's going down. To Pluggo's point, yes, they lost three of their big storylines due to injury foolishness, but they rallied and put on amazing dynamite. So look, and again, it was an amazing dynamite. And Mm -hmm. we've been saying on the show that it feels like CM Punk is booking himself. It feels like he's doing whatever he wants. It seems like Punk, the Bucks, and Omega, they book themselves how they want to be booked. Creative control, whatever you want to call it, they just book themselves and do whatever they want and this felt like a dynamite that flowed and really it felt big addition by subtraction kind of vibes Mm -hmm. punk and the omega and the bucks were never mentioned it was never really addressed it was just like hey the title's been stripped we're having a tournament and tonight the six-man tag between death triangle and uh the best friends will now be for the titles which we said on the show we thought was going to happen like, and it's one of those things that indeed, listen, man, it's the old Batman adage. You either become the hero or see yourself or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I think we've seen that with Punk. And I think just like with AEW, the honeymoon has worn off and we can now criticize him properly. Um, We saw with CM Punk, the honeymoon went off rather, rather quickly, by the way. Like, think mm-hmm. about how we talked about Punk a year ago to how we talk about him now. You know, it's very, hey, welcome back. Yay, seven years. And now he's back and it's like, all right, you know, we saw what happened. And now it's like good riddance, you know, because I think, you know, Hangman Adam Page was the catalyst for all of this to go off a script. But it just seemed like for Punk, he was putting it out there to seem like I'm the victim here. Big, right. like, big victim vibes. And I'm putting it out there when there's other After ways. After you to just won a championship. That. After you just won the company championship, <laughs> after you beat the guy who who did business for himself, you still beat him, and he didn't Bobby fish you and kick out a three point two or you know it doesn't work for me, brother. He didn't do any of that. Like Paige went, you know he he went out with his back out. So it just seems like that Triple H promo was more of a shoot than anything where he talks about Punk. You're just mad because it's not you. And I think we've seen this in AEW, and I think a lot of his, a lot of us thought, well, maybe it's just the work, and they're leaning into that. But it seems like legit, and and that everything that happened in WWE, it was more maybe fifty one forty nine than all WWE than we thought, because WWE did maybe. this and did that and did this and did that and did that and blah 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 blah. It was never me. And in life, you got to be careful of the never me's. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The people who are just like, there's no accountability on their part. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like... That right, catches think, up to you. Yeah, and I think we really saw that with Punk, unfortunately. And if this is the end, what a run. What a run. But that title's been, that AEW's championship in the last, like, four weeks has been everywhere. But the you know, swiftness. Punk, Mox, Punk, gone, now vacant, <laughs> now a new, a, a new champion. It's been over the place. So if y'all would have did what y'all are supposed to do, Tony Khan, and put the title on MJF like he was supposed to, we would have never had this happen. Um, yes, they bought up the tweets. That's the tweet that uh that uh hangman Adam Page referred to as far as workers' rights. So that so so that was the whole thing in the first place. 
And uh, of course, Punk's tweet was to criticize WWE about Sasha and Naomi. And now look at you, <laughs> burying your locker room and <laughs> doing all of this. It's just wild, man. Wild times in professional wrestling, but that's what wrestling's wild always been. Times. Indeed. I mean, it makes it exciting. So, you know, definitely for that. And something that uh, also is exciting if you want all women's wrestling news. I'm trying to find it here. Definitely go and check out our website, www.talkpod.com. Um, all your women's wrestling news, accurate news. We don't do dirt cheat stuff. So definitely check out all of that. Um, all our shows are on here as well. So go to www.talkpod.com. You can also right. check out our social media at uh, www.talkpod. Um, and you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. WWT Live is every week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern. Other than that, anything to say, Kane, Koi? Enjoy Friday Night SmackDown. We're going to see what happens with the return of Lacey Evans. And everybody be safe and don't throw chairs or buy at anybody this weekend. There it is. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And Rampage, that too, but it's taped. Women's <laughs> Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. <laughs>